All gas, no brake. Swaggy sauce, Gardner. Um, I mean, that boy's a dog, man. And, uh, that boy a dog, for real. Listen, thank you. We're, we're all taking receipts on all the people who continually mock and, and say that we ain't going to do anything. I'm taking receipts. And I'm going to be more than happy to share them with all of y'all when it's all said and done. Post-Super Bowl, it's officially the offseason now with the Jets Way podcast, Jake and Lorenzo. Bro, doing well, I hope? I'll, always, man. Always doing well. Another Super Bowl went by and our team just wasn't in it. Who knows? Maybe sometime in this life of ours, we can say that we see our team in the Super Bowl and dare I say winning one. But tonight on the Jets Way podcast, the first appearance of our now producer. And this is a familiar friend of the podcast. He has made a lot of waves in the past with some of these takes and predictions and other antics. Who knows? (laughs) You guys get the gist here. Uh, Mr. John Kaywood. John, here we are, my man. Yes, pleasure to be aboard. Um, always wanted to be aboard. I know you guys have been doing some great stuff and glad to, you know, spend some time, my spare time behind the scenes helping out. And, um, you know, pleasure to talk tonight, too. Um, little, little, little Super Bowl post game recap, you know, little talking off season. I mean, good to be here. So, just to give the listeners a little bit of a, a backstory here. All the cool graphics that you see on social media, all the clip cutouts, all the guests that you've been seeing coming on this offseason, John is a huge part of that. And uh, it's really, you know, we've had some really steady success lately, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to the future. And uh, we, we joke around a lot with you a good amount, <laughs> but uh, we, we appreciate it, man. And, uh, you know, here's to a successful run. Yes, for sure. Yeah, no, it's been it's been fun so far. And, uh, you know, we do always joke around, but um, behind the scenes, you know, I'm all business and um, it's been good to give the listeners some some good um, insights and good sound bites that, um, you know, we were ahead of the curve on a few things, definitely with some some Ravens um, information that we got from Bo and, um, you know, whatever else kind of. Even that Denver Broncos stuff. I know I know we have some good plans for the rest of the offseason. So Yeah, hey, Mr. Kaywood, I'm I'm glad very glad to have you on. Um you've been you've been doing great work um behind the scenes, like Jake mentioned. But um coming from me, you know, I, I know it's you know a lot at times. Um and I, I really appreciate it because you've done some great work so far. So um looking forward to to having you on full time and also looking forward to to this episode. For sure. Yeah, and we will keep having you on, John, and moving forward, we will uh, come up with some type of regular schedule so you can voice your opinions, one of which we will most certainly get to at the top of the show here. You know, we'll have some laughs. We'll maybe even uh, throw out some – I was telling Lorenzo, we were hanging out at uh, at my place a few weeks ago watching the uh, Knicks-Nets game. I'm not here to talk about basketball today. That's not happening. But um, – <laughs> We, we were just sitting around and we were going over the old little league stories of the, uh, the schoolyard legends from, you know, wow. we can go, I can write a whole, we could have another podcast about little league stories and, and all other schoolyard uh, stuff. So, but may, we'll rehash them as we go here as a program. Yeah. We'll weave them in. We'll weave them in. They absolutely what what appropriate, of course, but we, we got to start off first with your, you came out with this tweet this morning and, and this is, you start off with an entrance like this and, 
I'm I'm thinking to myself, all right, we got a podcast tonight. Who knows? Okay, I, I'm thinking we might be surprised by something. Maybe the last time you're on here, ironically enough, the season ended a week later with that John Franklin Myers roughing the passer penalty. Yeah. But you had a good call the last time you're on here. Really some level-headed thinking, <laughs> some well-thought-out analysis. I, I'm thinking he's listening to the show. He's, he's talking to us a lot more. He, he's getting there. But then you come out with this list. I thought and, it was a good list. The people, the people that didn't see this at home, we'll, we'll go over this, Lorenzo. I'm not sure if you saw his tweet, but he goes, hopping on Texas at Jetsway Podcast on Twitter if you're not following us tonight to discuss this list and more. And on the list, number five is Lamar Jackson. Number four is Ryan Tannehill. Number three is Derek Carr. Number two is Aaron Rodgers. And number one is Jimmy Garoppolo. What exactly is this list entailing of? <laughs> yeah, so I guess I would title this list who I want to be our starting starting quarterbacks in the list of, you know, one through five, kind of my view of like return on investment order. So I think, I think you know, you think about a, if you want to start at five, I mean, do you like the naming of that list? Does that make sense to you? Do I agree with it? Absolutely not. But I, I guess I like the name of it, if that's what you're thinking. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm thinking if we start at five, I mean, we listened to, we talked to Bo, <laughs> and I think we know the price tag for, you know, compensation wise, just to acquire a Lamar Jackson would be pretty high. I mean, it's going to be a King's ransom. And then on top of that, you got to extend him. And he wants the Deshaun Watson, you know, extension. Um, kind of guaranteed money, all that nonsense. So, you know, I'm a little hesitant to give a guy that, that really, you know, he's an MV, former MVP. He He's obviously lights out, but I want someone, this team is built for the playoffs. We, we are all saying we're a quarterback away from the playoffs. Has this man really done enough to, you know, hit your wagon to him and say, we're going into the, you know, other, other than win an MVP game. in his second year, I get I, <laughs> You know. Well, yeah, I'm not discrediting that at all, but I'm just saying AFC Championship game, we're going to Arrowhead. We're going to... Can we get there first? Well, I mean, yeah, so <laughs> that's a good point. First? We haven't been to the playoffs <laughs> since we were we we're playing. You know, we had the practices at All-Pro, for crying out loud. Tell me, <laughs> I remember like it was yesterday. You tell me Wild Card Weekend. I'm excited for it. That was the last time we saw the team in the playoffs, John. I understand, but at the same time, I dream big. So I'm saying to myself... Well, I don't know if I, you know, when we get there, you know, can he handle that pressure? So that was my thoughts with Lamar. It's going right. to take a lot to get him, a lot of money. Ryan Tannehill now, please. <laughs> I mean, Ryan Tannehill. I mean, he comes in at number four just because I think, you know, he's, he, you've seen what he's done with the little he had in Tennessee. I mean, granted, you have, uh, you know, once in a generation running back and, Derrick Henry, but I mean, the pieces, you know, you don't have a real, you know, offensive genius in Mike Rabel down there. So, I mean, oh, no, we only hired the the offensive coordinator to be our new passing game coordinator. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) You're you're not mistaken. But I mean, you know, who who knows how many people have their hand in that role? Come on, you know, but, you know, I digress. So I, I think a little step up, you've seen some playoff success. I mean, I'm basing a lot of this off of playoff success and like costing of cap space acquiring through p- picks. So that's kind of how this looks. Okay. Was. So Derek then, Carr. Derek Carr. So 
you're you're probably thinking, why isn't Derek Carr a little higher? He's a, he's a free agent, whatnot. I I've looked at the numbers. I think we've all looked at the numbers. It's worrisome what he's doing in the cold weather, and honestly, I just don't know if he's really a fit for this team. I mean, I think you know he's already expressed strong interest in 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 going to the New Orleans Saints. So, and I feel like that's more is you know that's the more demeanor kind of it sings a little bit better to me for him to be maybe in a place like that, or maybe even going to Tennessee rather than New York. And I don't know. I mean, that's just my vibe with him. So that's kind of like, I think he's ranked appropriately. So then what do we have? Um, You know, this guy, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I mean, listen, (laughs) you know, listen, I mean, yes, I think, if you're gonna go for that home run swing, he's the home run guy. That's why. I th- that's why he was he was up there in my rankings. But at the same time, thirty nine. Not all of us. Not not every quarterback is Tom Brady doing it till they're forty five. You know the the end has to come eventually. And you know you're hearing rumors that it might take the thirteenth overall pick. I mean, I, I don't will, think I'd it will. Be- but you're right. You know, it's it seems pretty steep for a f- almost forty year old guy, gonna be forty, coming off a thumb injury. You know, he's got his mind in in darkness, maybe at the moment. You know, it it's it's a little bit a lot for a guy. We need to just put their head down. You know, we we said if we had meter, mediocre quarterback play last year, we would have made the playoffs, right? So, I mean, yes, he's a Super Bowl transforming type talent. At thirty nine forty, I have concerns that it might that magic might be gone. So that does that leave us with? Uh, I don't even know my own. Yeah, list. you know Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah, the guy that was just not not going to start for a team to begin last year and all. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> just gets hurt all the time. <laughs> I mean, we've seen we've seen in the past these quarterbacks that leave uh, the forty nine ers. They go on to continue success. You see, you saw with Alex Smith. I mean. He's well, been, he has that. He also went to play experience. with Andy Reid. He, he understood, understood. But I mean, I think it's possible that you know that this is the guy that Bill Belichick clamored for, wanted to keep over you know Tom Brady when he was still in his prime. So I think there's a lot to work with there. I think the New York market wouldn't phase him at all. I think he'd fit right in. I think he'd be that. You know, I remember Garrett Wilson saying that boy and dog to, about Mike White. I think. They say the same thing about Jimmy G in that locker room, and I just think maybe for other reasons, but we're not we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna go there. But... <laughs> yes, and then just the cost for him. I'm not sure, you know, what the market will be. I mean, I, there's going to be quarterback spots to be filled on a bunch of teams, but I don't mind him. And obviously, familiar with Salah and the 49er kind of contingent that he's still that it, that might still be remaining in uh, in New York. So I mean. For all those reasons, I can't, I, I'm starting to warm up to Jimmy G. Uh, Lorenzo, go ahead. I, I have a lot to say. <laughs> um, I don't mind your list personally, but I think for me as a fan, I would switch Lamar Jackson and Jimmy G. I don't I honestly really so don't one care. One for five. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> might, Lorenzo is the nicest guy I know. This is no, you but, know, really. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't mind the list. Well, you know, your first option is probably no. my last option, but I don't really the, mind the it. The thing is, the thing is, like the reasoning behind your selection, I didn't disagree with. Like, I know it's going to cost hmm. 
three or four first rounders to get Lamar, you're going to have to give him that guaranteed money. Like that's, that's a given, but I'm so like tired of the, just, I guess the revolving door, the, the, no, the average quarterback play. I just want to get a superstar and I want to get someone who I think has that talent. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, it's going to cost a lot, but I think he's a quarterback where he's going to, you know, he's going to be in your team for the four or five, you know, next four or five years. And um, I need some, I need that stability in my life from a quarterback. I don't, I don't really, my thing is I, I, and I told Jake this, like I want Lamar or, or Aaron Rodgers. I'll obviously take Derek Carr. Um, I'm kind of in a toss up between Tannehill and, and Jimmy G because um, I think they have their their pros and cons as well. But um, I, I want those top three guys for sure. That's understandable. I mean, yeah. Jake, before you <laughs> before you jump in, I just want to say, don't we think, though, the 49ers have Jimmy G? Aren't they playing in the Super Bowl? Don't we I, feel that way? I, I don't know, honestly. Like, And that's a big drawback to Jimmy G. The thing is, they didn't have Jimmy yeah. G for a reason, much like they didn't have Jimmy G for a lot of games since he's been a San Francisco 49er and Lorenzo doesn't want the revolving door at quarterbacks. You're going to have a revolving door all season with Jimmy Garoppolo. He is not going to play 17 games. Are we playing Zach at all next year? We can't have that, man. Like, mm-hmm. no. And honestly, I get it. If Jimmy is your fallback option where you can't get Rogers or Carr or uh, Lamar Jackson, I get it. I get it, but there's only one guy on this list, and we're not ranking them in order, that would truly annoy me, and that's Ryan Tannehill. In no world can Ryan Tannehill be the Jets quarterback next year. We The last thing we need is another burnout from the Miami Dolphins. It just it can't happen, all right? And I get it. We, we hired the passing game coordinator. I'll leave it to the Jets to hire a coach that coached the dead last ranked offense in the NFL and then go out a month later and go, you know what? We really need the guy that coached the 30th ranked offense in the NFL. And, oh, by the way, apparently served jail time this offseason for a DUI. I mean, you you really cannot make this type of stuff up. And meanwhile, we have Eric Bieniemy interviewing for the illustrious Washington commander offensive coordinator job. We couldn't hire him to run our offense next year. That's why I'm not trying to overreact too much, even though I, it does feel like I am. Um because maybe with hiring Hackett, we have a little bit of assurance from a number 12 Aaron Rodgers where we don't make these hires without type with, without a little bit of intel. You see what I'm saying here? But Ryan Tannehill can't happen. Jimmy Garoppolo is close to just can't happen because at that rate, what are we really accomplishing with Jimmy G? Like, yeah, we might be a playoff team and all, but he's not playing 17 games. He's not the long-term answer. What's the point, bro? And also, let's let's also point this out about Jimmy G that nobody seems to bring up. He has never played football away from the two best coaches, in my opinion, in the entire NFL, in Bill Belichick or Kyle Shanahan. You think uh, you think Nathaniel Hackett is like, bro? Come on, what are we doing here? No, it's uh, no. I mean, I think I think it's valid. Maybe you know when I'm when I was making this list, I said. A Jimmy G pillow to fall on wouldn't hurt me as bad, you know. You know, maybe it would hurt him probably. Oh my gosh! But I mean, you know, this like we always talk about these years of pain, and you know, setting our expectations so high. And this is an off season to set them. I feel like because everyone from well, the top down in the organization has said 
we're swinging for the fences. So, I mean, maybe it's okay to get your hopes up, but, you know, maybe that was baked into my thinking and into this list a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like, again, I, I think I agree. I agree with Jake a lot on what he said because, like, we can't have this how last season ended with the six straight losses and guys are getting fired and you know Woody's not giving a playoff mandate but it's i think everybody knows there's a mandate there there's a damn mandate in place and like if we don't make the playoffs like unfortunately like that's that's a failure in my opinion and to start off the offseason hiring nathaniel hackett who you know we've heard good things we've heard bad things mostly Um, bad mostly bad and and we saw (laughs) what happened last year in denver like the tape didn't lie. And if if that is our offseason plan for a playoff mandate is Nathaniel Hackett and Jimmy G or Ryan Tannehill, then like I that that doesn't inspire me as a fan. Like I'm I'm obviously gonna watch and, and support, but it's just not as like you're not a, as committed to this team as I would like the ownership and, and the management um to be if that's if that if that was a solution to our problem. I would just like to get back to Lamar Jackson before I get more into Jimmy G and Ryan Tannehill. The reason why I'm not, and I think, Lo, you're much higher on Lamar Jackson, and I'm not hating on Lamar Jackson by any stretch of imagination. I think he's an incredible player. I think a lot of the hate on him is pretty ridiculous, if you ask me. But the aspect of mortgaging the future, where you're putting literally every single egg of the franchise into one player who, you know, if we want to call Jimmy Garoppolo injury prone, no hate against Lamar, but look at the last two years. He hasn't finished either one of them. I think he could have finished last year if he had a contract, but reality is he didn't finish last year. And to put all of your eggs in that basket with a quarterback that runs around a lot and his game is predicated around designed runs I I just I don't know about that. I, I I just if it goes wrong, what do we what do we have to look forward to? And all the cap, this, he wants a fully guaranteed contract. You're literally just it's all in Lamar's hands. And if you see what I'm saying here, whereas if it goes wrong with Rodgers, we can pivot. He's an older player. He'll probably retire. Maybe he'll pull a Brett Favre and want to go play somewhere in the NFC all along. Who knows? But. We have a little bit of – we have not a little bit. We have a big out with a guy like Rodgers, and we could still have the excitement and still have the opportunity to contend for a Super Bowl. I know that might really trigger some people. We're not going to get into that. But, you know, we could we, we could contend for a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. So that's kind of why I would rank him pretty high and as my number one option. And then if that fails, I'm with you, bro. Let's go and – let's let's make that swing and go get Lamar Jackson. But – I, no, like it, Jimmy Garoppolo and and I don't think the Jets are going to get Derek Carr because he would probably be my next. I think Carr wants to play for a dome or a warm weather team. He's not playing for the Jets until I hope I'm proven wrong because I would be very fine with Derek Carr. But we can't go into battle. We can't go into war with the Buffalo Bills and Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, all these great quarterbacks in the AFC with Ryan Tannehill or Jimmy Garoppolo. What are we doing here? No, that makes complete sense. And I I mean, I think, too, to that point, like, you know, love Lamar, all the respect in the world to him as a quarterback. And But, you know, you talk about giving up those draft assets. And as we've seen, Joe Douglas pretty good with the draft assets. I mean, I know we've had some gripes about, you know, that Makai Becton draft and 
you know, so, and obviously Zach whiffing there a little bit, but I think there's still time for him. Maybe, you know, on this program, we, we you've talked about maybe it not being here, but, you know, I think you're right with that. Aaron. If we do pivot to Aaron Rodgers, I think, you know, I'm not sure how much tutelage Zach could get underneath him for a year or, or two, depending on how long that experiment would last. But I, I just, I do like Sal a lot. I do like Joe Douglas a lot. And I just worry hitching your wagon to the the wrong quarterback this this off season, you know, ends up them not not making it past this season, and um, that kind of worries me to a degree because I think that they've changed the culture a little bit around here. So, you know, and then from the top up, we know that's the leading man that causes some of the issues. So, um, yeah, well, I was going to get to that. Yes. But um, yeah, no, basically, essentially, you know, this is all or nothing for, you know, Joe and Rob Sawa this offseason. So we'll see what they can make of it. And I'm glad you brought up Woody. And with Sala and Douglas, I would just like people to realize and to the people that say everybody gets fired after the end of the season. I'm not so sure I'm willing to throw D- Joe Douglas to the curb um, because let's just look at it from this perspective. Look at how the Jets franchise has changed since Joe Douglas has taken over in terms of just the overall outlook. Since when have we been in the running to get an Aaron Rodgers, right? When would he ever consider coming to the Jets? Never. I mean, you think back to when Peyton Manning was a free agent. You think back to, I guess, Tom Brady to a lesser extent. Big name quarterbacks that are looking for a new home. They've never looked at the Jets, other than Favre, who didn't really want to play for the Jets. It was just, that's how it worked at the time, and it was a unique circumstance. These types of circumstances, a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers wouldn't even consider playing for the Jets. Go out there and find the general manager that can have that type of effect on players while working for Woody Johnson. Find the general manager like Joe Douglas who will actually want to work for Woody Johnson. It's not happening. And But, but Salah, I don't know. I'm I would be all right with letting Douglas hire another coach personally. Yeah, I think that's very fair. And listen, Joe Douglas did draft the offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year this past season. So clearly he does have some success in in building this team. Um, I think for me and probably a lot of fans like his free agent hires have been somewhat hit or miss, I would say. Um, But that I feel like that's really tough in the NFL because some guys just just get that contract and i don't know what happens they either they either get injured they they don't play up to the expectations or whatever the case may be but um i think he's done a good job of using his getting assets tr- trading jamal adams and getting two first round picks um and really in my opinion hasn't really lost a trade um so i, I would agree with that i think i would i would definitely try to hold on to to joe douglas as long as i could I think I think James Robinson might have been the first loss of Joe Douglas's that, trading. Oh uh, yeah, that's fair. But that's what a six <laughs> that's a six round pick though. Yeah, I get it. But still, <laughs> I think that might have been the first one. What a disaster that was. Um but John, if all else fails, like let's just say they can't go out there. We've talked a lot about this at length. I'm I'm curious to hear what you think. If they can't get any of those guys, those veteran guys that are on your list, like say Tannehill stays in Tennessee or goes to, I personally think the Atlanta Falcons are the team for Ryan Tannehill. Let him reunite with Arthur Smith and do whatever weird things they do with Arthur Smith. I don't know. (laughs) Um, You know, but let's say he goes somewhere else. Let's say Carr goes somewhere else. Let's say Rogers stays with the Packers. Lamar Jackson signs that long-term deal. Jimmy Garoppolo plays for Josh McDaniels with the Raiders. 
what are the Jets doing at the altar? And and also Tampa's looking for a quarterback, as Antoine Staley pointed out last week. So there's seems to be more teams looking for quarterbacks than there are quality quarterbacks. Is there somebody that you think is an acceptable option outside of that? Well, first off, to the Tampa Bay point, I mean Kyle Trask is there, but no, I, mean... stop. I knew you were gonna I didn't even, I, I gotta think before I speak around him. <laughs> I mean, he's been sitting under Tom Brady for two, three years. I mean, he's he's going to be a stud, but I digress. He's going to be doing accounting probably in about two <laughs> or three years, I think. But go ahead. Um, listen, if we get left at the altar, I mean, and they or you know, you know, we're playing musical quarterbacks here, and we don't have a quarterback to sit sit with. I mean, it gets to be some scary, slim pickings. I mean, do you think? Baker Mayfield? Do you think a Matt Stafford? I mean, I would love Stafford. I don't even think Stafford is like being screwed, to be completely honest with you. I don't think Stafford wants to play. I think Stafford would retire rather than play for the Jets. But <laughs> yeah, um, I think Baker would be a disaster, to be completely honest with you. I don't want him in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Mike White would be very uninspiring as much as I do love Mike White. Me personally, I would probably get rid of Zach Wilson and bring back Mike White to be the backup, but I know that's not going to happen. Um, where they, I think they could definitely still get rid of Wilson, but I don't think White will come back. I think Mike mm-hmm. White wants a place where he was going to play. How about this is an interesting one, and somebody brought it up. Is Darnold really that crazy to think about? Like, I get it. It sounds wacky and all, but if you really think about it, I'm being serious with you, and, and I don't really say things this out there, but Baker, who like – who else I, is I mean, there? He looked, he looked good at the end of last year with Carolina. We, we, the Jets would have been in the playoffs last year with Sam Darnold as their quarterback. That's how wild and great. Like, say the Jets never drafted Zach Wilson and they drafted, like, let's just say Jamar Chase with the second overall pick. Forget Chase. I don't think the Jets would have drafted him. I think it was going to be Panay Sewell if the Jets mm-hmm. stayed at the second overall pick. Like, say we actually had a real tackle and Darnold stayed. I mean, they probably make the playoffs last year. Let's be honest here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, I I still like Sam. I think he got a little bit of a raw deal, obviously, with you know just kind of a dumpster fire that was the organization at the time. So, I mean, yeah, I think that'd be a great redemption story for sure. I think you know you want to even harken back a little even further. I mean, where's Geno Smith going to play next year? Is he going to go back? back to Seattle? Yeah, I, I would think so. I would love Daniel Jones, but that's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, these are all some crazy, you know, third dimension type uh, realities that, you know, we're hoping we don't find ourselves in. But I I wouldn't really. I wouldn't hate Jordan Love either if it really came down to it. Yeah, you would think if if Rodgers went back that they'd have he'd he'd have to. Oh, no, he's requesting a trade. I don't think Rodgers is going back to the Packers, though. What do you guys think? Do you guys think he plays for the Packers next year? No, I don't. I think it's. They haven't really said it. Neither parties have, but I think it's just they're pretty much figuring out the the next steps in terms of where he's going and whether he's retiring or whatever the case may be when he, he comes ain't back. Listen, it. my man, if you're if you're owed one hundred and fifty million dollars yeah. over the next three years, you're you saying, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I don't really need one hundred and fifty million. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think he's retiring. But to me, Aaron Rodgers, it's either the Raiders or the Jets. That's kind of what I'm, at least what I think right now. I, I don't think he's going to an NFC team. Um. Yeah, I think those two teams are, are probably the most realistic scenarios for him. For sure. Yeah, I think those really are kind of the only two suitors you that have kind of narrowed themselves down. I mean, you know, not even from what he's saying, but just kind of reading the tea leaves, you 
feel the connections to us. Obviously, you see all the connections with Devante in Vegas, and um, you know, it seems like those are the only two landing spots for him. So, I mean, that narrows that makes it better for the Jets, narrows their competitors down a little bit. Um, but still, um, you never know where it's going to end up. Two suitors that kind of make sense for uh, Aaron Rodgers. Also, the Titans make sense. I don't think the Raiders scare me as much as other people. And I think a lot of people get scared off because these wannabe reporters come out there and come out, come up with all these stories to get attraction to whatever brand they're built. I don't even know what people do nowadays, but nobody knows what Aaron Rodgers is thinking. Let's just get that out there, people. There is not one person on this earth besides Aaron Rodgers not even his own family. Like one person, we know that, but nobody besides Aaron Rodgers knows what he is going to do next year. He may not even know what team he wants to play for. He'll probably find, he'll come out of the dark and pick his team, L- literally. So people need to relax with these getting overworked. Oh, you know, Devontae said this, and this wannabe reporter said that. And just relax, people, let it play out. But the dots are all there, man, for the Jets. But I would keep an eye on the Titans if it's not the Jets. And how about this? Would this be a total Ravens, Ozzy Newsome, Ozzy Newsome? What's the guy's name over there? Eric DaCosta now. Um, John Harbaugh and a very Raven move to trade Lamar Jackson for all these assets. Go get Aaron Rodgers and contend for the Super Bowl. I mean, really, that that makes – I could see them doing that. I, it might sound a little wacky and a little quirky, but it doesn't sound like that bad of a, of a, uh, a fallback plan if you're going from – a Lamar Jackson, you know? That is an interesting scenario that I did not think about <laughs> before. Um, but it, it it makes sense. Like it makes sense. It makes sense. Who do you who do you think is the first quarterback domino to fall? Is that I Carr? actually I don't think it's I think Derek Carr is not going to sign as crazy as it sounds until the new league year. I, I don't think teams want to, unless you're the Saints, I guess because the Saints have a very unique cap situation. You know, if like a Jets or Titans or I'm not going to say Raiders, but if a team thinks they have a shot at an Aaron Rodgers, are they really going to blow it by getting Derek Carr? If Derek Carr says, listen, I don't plan on making a decision anytime soon. I'm really interested in your franchise. I don't want to limit my options. I'm cool waiting. I think it might be Rodgers. I I think it might be. And they know they know both sides. Both sides want to move on from the Packers, and they don't do this type of dance, and they're done. Both sides. You you even see you don't have the Adam Schefters of the world. Like this is a real reporter reporting on a team. Like he has real sources inside the Packer building. You know what I'm saying? Like an Aaron Rodgers, and now we've seen uh, Ian Rappaport saying the same thing. These guys don't just say those things to get it. They they have enough clout in this business. They're they're doing the the. It's kind of like I don't want to say they're the mouthpiece, but they're doing a lot of the water carrying let's call it for the packers to get the biggest return you see what i'm saying they're yeah. they're they're negotiating through the media with these guys so teams don't get things things are not out there unless a team wants them out there so that for that's sure. all i have to say on that one no but i i agree with you i think that i think everyone's going to want to keep themselves in play for rogers in case the price goes down or, or the Lamar. price goes up or yeah I think those are two big pieces that people aren't going to want to price themselves out of. I mean, some people might say, you know, comparably our offense, you know, our system would suit their car better than Lamar. So let's prioritize their car or, 
you know, so I think that you're going to have some, it's going to be shifting between teams that are, you know, no matter what they're willing to take the home run ball and go for an Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson. And some teams may say, you know what, Derek Carr, you know, he'll, he'll come to, you know, I think Atlanta could be a good landing spot for him too. For you know, Carr, I, I think they're a great landing spot for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think it all plays out where the big pieces will dictate um, where everyone else goes, just because people are going to want to stay in contention for those guys as long as they can. The Jets have done a horrible job with hiding their interests for Aaron Rodgers for whatever <laughs> it's worth. I mean, they really have done. They, you know what I'm which saying? Like, price, there's no is, secret that that's who they want. I mean, come on. Yeah, and I mean, to effect, I mean, I'm not sure how you know much that kind of helps their leverage. It definitely helps the Packers' leverage, but I mean, how much? I don't think it's going to cost for? the 13th overall pick, bro. I really, I don't see it for. Let's just call it how it is. If the Packers really want to trade Aaron Rodgers to the team that he wants, do you really think the Jets are going to just say, you know what, this guy really wants to play here. You already acknowledge you're going to do right by this guy. Here's the 13th overall pick. You know, we're going to do right by – that's not happening, man. Like, it's going to probably be a second-round pick this year. And if all – very heavily – it's kind of like the NBA, if that makes sense, but they protected first-round pick. If all goes right next year, kind of what we saw with Carson Wentz, when he got traded to the Colts, where if all goes well with, you know, game started, success of the team, next year's pick can become a first round. It's something like that. It's not going to be, you know, no 13th overall pick and another first round pick and then mid. No, 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 no. It's going to be something pretty straightforward, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, that's hopefully better for us because we <laughs> we still need some help on this offensive line. And I think their 13th overall pick is the perfect spot. Uh, to grab a young offensive lineman because uh, we need someone to protect the quarterback. Well, well, Makai Becton's <laughs> fifth-year option won't be picked up. I mean, I, listen, the 13th overall pick has to be a quarterback, uh, right? Do we agree on that, lineman? Yeah, I I think that's where I'm I'm headed right now. I think that's has to be. It has to be. It's position of need. You know, there's three stud uh, offensive offensive tackles on the top. We need one of them. We need one of them. Absolutely need one of them. Would you agree, John? Yes, I mean, yes, I, I mean, my this isn't said, the time where you say draft a safety. Like, yeah, I was gonna say I really want to poke the bear right now. So no, we're not drafting <laughs> safety. We're running well on time. We, we we can't we can't get into that. Please, I was I was you 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 beat me to the punch there, but yeah, for sure, I think it's. I mean, you heard Antoine last week. I think that there's a a ton of good guys that could really seamlessly fit right in. I want that center. Um, yeah, so I think that the offensive line definitely should be priority number one for that 13th overall pick. It's so crazy with centers because I really wanted Creed Humphrey two years ago. Oh, you know, only an all-pro last year. And I wanted Tyler Linderbaum badly last year for the Jets. Didn't work out. He, I think he had a really good rookie year, right? So hmm. we need a franchise center. This is a, fran- this is a franchise that has had now two – Hall of Fame centers. I don't know if the great Nick Mangold will make the Hall of Fame one day. In my opinion, he's a Hall of Famer. He was the best center in football for a good amount of time, and he was a great Jet. So I really hope he gets in the Hall of Fame one day. We need our next Nick Mangold, and that sure is not Connor McGovern. The Jets haven't even talked about an extension with him, it sounds like. He will be moving on to other opportunities. Good riddance. Uh, John, closing remarks. Anything, Carl Lawson, you keeping him, Braxton Barrios, real quick. Barrios, Lawson, Corey Davis. 
anybody else that I'm missing that could be a cap casualty? I think that's all of them. Um, and Jordan Whitehead, I guess, can be a cap casualty. I would keep him though. Listen, I'll start with Corey Davis because I feel like that that will generate the most conversation because I want to keep him. I think he he does give you that heartbreak one drop a game, but and penalty. I mean, and penalty, but at the same time, I think he's. I'm not sure you're going to invest a first round pick in another wide receiver, or even maybe second round pick in another big bodied wide receiver. So, I mean, how much more? If there's cheaper, bigger body wide receiver options on the free agent market, maybe. But how about this guy, Alan Lazard? I mean, it, it it depends on what the what the price would be for that. I mean, I'm definitely you know. When you put the numbers in front of me, I'm I'm gonna say, you know, I, I Moneyball, one of my favorite baseball movies of all time. Gonna say who's giving you the numbers for the best price point. So if they're if it's comparable um to a cap it, then no, why don't just keep the guy who's been in the locker room already? If it's a little bit less, sure, let's give it a shot. I mean, and especially because if we're bringing in Aaron Rodgers, then you know, he's got that continuity with Lazard already. So, you know. Definitely, definitely plays to those strengths. Um, Braxton Barrios is tough. He's he's a locker room guy, right. um, but he, <laughs> he he's really he's taking away snaps from Elijah. He's yeah, he's really you know not a force in the in the return game anymore either. No, I mean you saw Kadarius Tony in the Super Bowl. I mean we would have been Another jumping for joy if if um a Barrios did that this past year. He, I don't remember one run like that. So nope. It's tough. It's tough when you're building that that kind of chemistry and that foundation in a locker room, and then you 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 kind of have to let people go. But that's being accountable. So I'd probably cut him. I think Carl Lawson too. That same sort of accountability. And you know, we have young guys like um, our boy Bryce Huff. Um, if you're paying Clemens. a quarterback, you kind of have to cut all these guys, in my opinion. Exactly. So I think if we're p- paving the way for an Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson. A lot of these guys aren't going to be here, so um, good riddance yeah. to them all. Honestly, <laughs> no love really. loss for you, Jake. Dude. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all right. Uh, I wish John Franklin Myers could be joining uh, Carl Lawson too. This is roughing the passer penalties, but uh, whatever. I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> uh, John, real pleasure. Hope to have you back on soon. I'm sure we will. Looking forward to uh, some other great stuff coming in the near future. And uh, take care of yourself, my man. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I, I know me and you talked a little, little um, in the writer's room. I know we've, uh, pulling back the screen here, I, I know we've talked about maybe trying to get some former Jets on. So that'd, it be, works. Some fun com- that, that'd be some fun conversation um, in, the, in the deep off season when we're kind of far away from training camp and, you know, free agencies maybe coming on. So, um, yeah, no, it's going to be a really fun off season. And that'll do it for tonight. As always, go Jets. And am I missing anything else? Follow us on Apple Podcast. If I, I can't speak right now. Follow <laughs> us on Twitter, at Jets Way Podcast. Follow, uh, follow slash subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Take it easy, boys. We'll be back next week. Go Jets. Okay, yeah, I'm a little out of order there, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> go Jets. Go Jets.